Welcome to another episode of How You Can Too with your host, your boy, Alvy, aka Danny, aka Mr. You Can Too. Really excited for you to hear this episode. Tried a little bit different of a format. I had two of my soul brothers on where all three of us share a deep, intimate, fun conversation around life, the impact of our family members, our ancestors, talking about consciousness, overcoming self-doubt, and overall just many of our perspectives on what has allowed us to level up and show up as the best versions of ourselves. I'm joined by my good friends Stefan Leon and Luigi Pisani, and this is just a great episode. Just three men with a mic talking life in a deep, open, vulnerable way. And that's something that I think is missing a lot in the world today is this opportunity for men to speak openly and vulnerably about their life and their perspectives and the challenges. And I really enjoyed this conversation that the three of us had, and I hope that you enjoy it as well. If you do enjoy this episode, please share it with your family, friends, and loved ones. It would mean the world to me if you leave a five-star review and a rating of the show. I appreciate you. I honor you. And as always, you can too. Enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, y'all are in for a treat today. Mm -hmm. I have two of my soul brothers in the building and even before we just got onto this podcast, we just had, man, great conversations that could have been about 12 podcasts in and of themselves of all types of subjects. But I'm super, super, super blessed to have my brothers, Stefan Leon and Luigi Pisani in What's the up? building. Hello, hello. What's up? How y'all doing, fellas? Amazing. I love that. Magic. 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 I love right it. Yeah, living it. I love it. And what's cool about this podcast, what I wanted to do is give the opportunity for both Stefan and Luigi to bring their magic to all of you. And you know me, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, there's a lot of power in our stories, in our experiences. And I always believe that we can take a learning lesson from every single person that we come across. And I know one of the subjects that we're going to tap into, at least to start, because I'm sure we'll go in a couple different directions, is in transformation. As you know me, I've talked a lot about my transformation, especially since you know my mom passed away about six years ago up until where I am now. So I really do value how much growth each and every one of us go through in our life. And I wanted to start with Stefan and talking about some of your transformation because what you were sharing with me is how much more ready and called mm -hmm. you feel to share your voice, share your mm -hmm. story, your magic with the world. Mm -hmm. So I would love to know, you know, what were some of the critical moments that got you to this point where you're now open and ready to share? Mm -hmm. Thanks, brother. And first things first, if we're talking about transformation, we got to know what we're transforming from. Mm, right. For sure. And because I'm not going to spend the whole time giving the whole life story right now, right? Um, we can, I can summarize a few key things that are the main things that I'm working on transforming. 
because many, many, many years of my life have just been anxiety-ridden. They have been self-worth lacking. They have been not believing in myself. And that's definitely a theme that I'm bringing into 2022. When I look in the rear view, when I look at, a, at that rear view uh, mirror in the car, so to speak, now that I'm approaching 30, and man, I cannot wait to get to 30 yeah. because the way that 29 is going, 30 is about to be a party. It's a bad. It's going to be amazing. But looking back, like now that, you know, I'm about to put my 20s behind me and I, I Alvi, I swore that my 20s were going to be this takeoff, you know, jump off period in my life where I'm really killing it because I had big aspirations since I was in college. I had a startup company that didn't work out, that I poured a lot of time, a lot of love, a lot of energy, all that, you know, the, the juice into. And I had the aspirations of saying, you know, I'm gonna do something big and I'm gonna make a ton of money and I'm going to take care of all the money related things in my life. And I'm also gonna live on that level that I see other people living. I see other people doing it for real. And I'm like, well, what's different between them and I? I don't see that much. Right. Uh, my 20s was learning how much I didn't know because yeah. you realize that people that are doing well in business that are making it to, let's say, multi-million dollar levels, for instance, which is what I had my, set, my eyes set on because I was still interested, very interested in money. And you know, we were talking earlier that the relationship that we have with money now has changed. Right. And that's part of the transformation, right? Mm -hmm. And it's getting older. It's, it's knowing ourselves better, knowing life better, and then knowing what we really need to make us happy. Right. And I go back, you know, something I'm just reminded of, you know, going back to maybe thinking of a lack of self-worth, being and rising to a level of this entrepreneur that is doing so much better than his peers, because that's the way I was thinking, mm -hmm. was this way of affirming to the world, like, no, I am worthy. No, I do matter. No, I am intelligent. No, I am a stud. So the transformation is coming from, you know, this 20s that I thought was going to be so great. And it's actually been the hard, obviously, the hardest years of failing, hitting myself against, you know, hitting against the wall in three different businesses now. And not making money as a freelancer and not wanting to get a job that I just saw from a mile away was gonna lock me into something that I didn't wanna go down. Mm. The track of getting locked into some maybe complacency or maybe just the nine to five and the economics don't work out in the way that, you, and it's more evident now than ever, the economics just don't work out. There is no middle class like we talked about. Right. Right. And doing a career path when you know that you're trying to bounce to that next opportunity where there is no income cap, where you just get to be the creator, you get to be creative and put something out there. And you, like I said, I'm looking at other people that are getting to higher levels and some of those people are, they're putting in their work, they have great experience, they have great education, they have great ideas, they have great execution. There's one thing we're learning and I'm jumping all over the place. One thing we're learning, execution. Huge. It's the number one thing. One thing that I'm taking to 30 is learning how to execute because I'm finally doing it. Right. Um, so just coming back, that's setting the stage for the transformation, setting the stage of 
not doing well in business, not having my 20s be the way that I thought they were going to be, and realizing how much of that anxiety, how much of that social dissatisfaction I had, and wanting to prove to everybody that I was this you know, great person, intelligent, worthy of their recognition and their praise, mm. still caught up in the egoic game of validation seeking and trying to make a name for myself or something like that. Um, was was what characterizes now where I'm coming from because I take into this year now believing in myself. So let's go back to your question though before we can maybe talk about that. Yeah. Uh, so the question was, what was the pivotal moment? Yeah, just some of the pivotal moments. And honestly, I feel like I heard a lot of them here because you're talking about this idea of one, how you had this idea of where you wanted to be. Mm-hmm. What was it gonna look like to take off in your 20s and a lot of that was based off of external validation, acceptance by peers, by others, this social validation in a sense. And that resonates deeply with me because that's actually what I talk about in the first chapter of my book mm-hmm. is this idea of internal versus external validation. Mm-hmm. And it's this whole keeping up with the Joneses mentality mm-hmm. of like, okay, I need to be doing any and everything else that this other person, these other people that I perceive are doing well but in reality, all I know is what I see of them on the outside. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what they've really gone through. I don't know what they've really had to do. I don't know how many times they've actually failed, or at least admitted to their failings in comparison to you know what actually happened. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a, a pivotal point. And I know mm-hmm. Luigi, when we were talking all outside, you know, I know you're very big on this subject of, you know internal versus external validation mm-hmm. so i would love to hear your perspective on where you learned that in your life and how you're applying that now going forward so the first thing i can take away from you know this aspect of the internal external is like there's heart right in the middle of both of them when you find that heart when you find your heart specifically and what it is that you both have either visualized for yourself you've grown up dreaming about you've resonated with you know you've been a part of whatever that is when you find like that heart now both of those aspects the internal and external you know they can easily be communicated with mm-hmm. when i was growing up man i was like this really overweight kid you know that Played sports, I could I could get down, you know, full court, you know, some some futbolito, you know, some something, right? But I couldn't run, mm. I couldn't go the distance. Like I was not like a distance runner at all. Like mentally, I would give up like that, mm. you know, just real quick. Um, and uh, you go through a transformation, like in your teens, right? Especially once you had a moment where you're fed up, when you're unhappy with yourself on that physical level. Uh, I didn't want to get picked on entering high school. So allowing the body now to express itself athletically, to see that change of being overweight, to being, you know, you called it, um, I think you said like the stud, right? Like a stud thing, but like, you know, like, I don't know what a stud body is, but you know, like, you just, you're not fat anymore, you know? You can fit mm-hmm. into, like, smaller clothes. You can, you know what I mean? Like, not have to worry about, I used to put a t-shirt on, man, and, like, before jumping in the pool. Yeah, I remember those you know kids. I was like that, too. Yeah, you know what I mean? I feel that. So, 
Um, but that was really like my first experience, my first glimpse, right? Because that's an external part of me, right? This physical bias is an external part of me. On the internal side, man, just like you, Stefan, with the whole, you know, not so much the anxiousness, but you know, self-doubt, right? Like a, 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 you know, just a questioning, right? I love taking the last shot in pickup games. But do I have a multi-million dollar company that like, I built and like, sold and this and that? Nah. Have I quit and been fired for jobs? Yeah, I got let go once. Yeah. Same. Have I has that happened to me in relationships? Absolutely. And every single one of those, man, at some part had to find the heart of me to realize, okay, now I see myself bringing out that which was always within me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and the most exciting part, like, you know, with you, Stefan, is like, bro, you're entering a completely new decade. You're definitely still in that zone where you, know, you feel like, yo, man, there's 10 years ahead. Meanwhile, I just had lunch with a brother that lost a 21-year-old brother. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, even though, like, you're hopeful and you wish for like all that that whole future you know to come in bro at the same time like every single moment that you have is an opportunity for you to have that heart in your life like in your own presence and then with everybody else Mm. you know bring that about to everything because like that's it's not the I don't want to say like that's what we're here for but shit that makes it a party, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. When you're when you're when you're really you, when you're like when you're you you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People feel that. I think people feel that a lot. That's a lot of the the feedback that I've gotten for from others over the years. It's like it's like man, it's like I can really feel your presence. I can feel your energy. I can feel that you're listening. Mm-hmm. And what I believe all that is, to your point, Luigi, is me being grounded in who I am. Like I've had so many times in my life where I had a lot of confusion, especially just growing up as a mixed kid, half black, half white, not feeling white enough, not feeling black enough, like wondering like, damn, like where do I fit in with such things to eventually over time just being so cool with who I am that that's allowed me to really come from that heartfelt space and be able to share that love. And a powerful point that you bring up, Luigi, is that Man, life is now. Facts. Like, I've been on life is now hard for the last mm-hmm. two years. Great. Really, even right before COVID, I would say. Mm-hmm. And Perfect timing. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> for, sure. <laughs> for sure. And it's just this whole aspect of like, man, like, yeah, there's so much that I want to accomplish. There's so much that I want to do. So let me do it now. Let me not mm-hmm. wait for this age or this moment mm-hmm. or for this thing to happen to pursue it, but instead to go for it now. So Stefan, I would love to hear kind of your perspective now, thinking, all right, I'm about to, I'm right here as a 29-year-old, getting ready to be 30. What is this embodying your self-worth mm-hmm. and your internal validation showing up like now in your life and creating in your life? Nice, big question. 
It's creating the life that I've been trying to live since the last part of your question. Because I've just wanted to live a life where in the moment, like Luigi was talking about, I am sure of myself and I'm bringing my heart into the situation so that the moment, whatever it's bringing, whatever it's bringing that could cause anxiety like it did in the past or feeling like I don't have a seat at the table, when you have your heart and you're not looking for external validation because inside you've already found something that's grounding you in a sense of being and worth that you bring that to the table and you realize you've been sitting at a seat the whole time <laughs> you've been at the table right. that would be the thing that i bring with me to the rest of my life because that's at the end of the day all i have is my philosophy what i'm bringing with me and I'm bringing that philosophy into everything that's being manifested and everything that I'm here to create as a manifester and as an initiator. Um, and we'll talk about maybe human design and how we're informing people. Sure. Absolutely. So, you know, it took, me, it took me a minute of where I wanted to take that because it's not about the things that we are doing per se, but it's how we're being. Everything is flowing from our being. We are flowing from being sure of ourselves or we're being excited or we're being in love and we're in a moment and people are feeding off that energy and life is being created from our beingness, from our being sure or certain or on point or remembering. That's obviously the big one, right? Remembering who we are. Right. Yeah. I love that. And I think one of the words that you brought up that's resonated with me a lot, I would say last few months is certainty mm. and to me certainty is I know that I know that I know that I know that I know it's like I know mm. and when I bring that with me into any arena that I'm going into like for instance when I wrote the book mm -hmm. like I knew I have a captivating story mm. I knew I had some shit that people could resonate with and I knew I could create it and then it took me having help from my boy Mo I think y'all met Mo Hassan. Y'all know Mo. Mm -hmm. Mo, um, man, it's really helped me in my process of really understanding certainty. And that certainty has been a catalyst for me getting things done fast. Mm. And that's what's allowing me to take all of these, what I thought were like future manifestations, and instead bringing it to the here and now mm -hmm. through creation. Mm -hmm. And when I say creation, to me that's taking, making something out of nothing without any considerations it's basically a creation is taking something from the spiritual universe and bring it into the physical universe right and what it showed me is like look if I bring that certainty and that I know it is what I'm looking to bring I know why it's important and I know I have all the capabilities right and the self-worth all that stuff to make it happen let's get it mm. we here let's mm -hmm. do it mm -hmm. and that's how I'm looking at my projects going forward this year mm -hmm. like I, I got a lot of stuff done in 2021 mm -hmm. super grateful for grateful for, to myself grateful to all the people that helped me and then now with that I'm like Ooh, this year it's about to be crazy you lined up the pieces lined up the pieces mm -hmm. so like for me it's just this man certainty is a powerful 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 tool in creating the life that anybody wants in the moment right now 
Yeah, if I may, bro. Absolutely. Um, something that just that really um, brings itself out at the moment that you're expressing all of that is, um, and I know you just lost your mom like six years ago, but mm-hmm. you imagine that like the same kind of certainty that a mother must feel like when they're bringing that life into this world. Wow. It's now all of a sudden the certainty that you're trying to chase, that you're chasing or you're experiencing, you know, with everything else that you're creating, trying to bring about in the world. Mm. That's deep. Bro. Nah. That's deep. Nah. It's just, like, it's, it's just, I don't, I don't know. I know that, well, obviously, I, I know that I know nothing about motherhood. Like, that's, like, as a man, right? Like, nothing. Um, I know that, you know, my own mother, right? She went through an experience where she lost a baby while in, in utero. Mm. Right. Right, like baby didn't didn't go through its full, you know, full birthing like a uh, process in that way. You know, would have been my sister lived for about seven hours, mm. right? Was scalded and developed, right? And in Peru back in those days, bro, like medicine's not like, oh, it's you know, mm. you had something you were allergic to once upon a time, and mm. just you know, sort of like happened. Um, but then the moment that I that I like and they were coming out into this world right like that there was an uncertainty of course for her of like oh am I going to be able to give a healthy birth again mm. right but then the moment that that life is there then you're certain she's going to do or you're going to do anything that is you that is, that is you know to your effect right not to use the word power but right mm-hmm. for this life right to to grow you know in its own way and it's like I feel like sometimes we just we expect too little of ourselves mm. and even now today you know and not to take take this away from you Stefan but man like surely your, your measure to me as a person wouldn't just be if you had a you know multi-million dollar bank account or company yeah of course you know what I'm saying of course like fuck bro the fact that you know you've had three different startups for any person not 29 you know, right. and younger, or whatever, or even after, right? Because then you have people that all of a sudden grace, resignation, you know, 47 years old, trying to start up their new company right now, learning from you. Right. Like, oh, mm-hmm. what happened there, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And to have the courage to do it three times. Courage is huge. You know? So we, we expect too little of ourselves in this way of thinking like, oh, that's the only measurement that we have. Mm. You know, to to the life, to the world, all that kind of stuff, man. And then that's that's just not it. You know, no. that's just not it in that sense, because we we don't realize like just like just how benevolent you know the world could be if we were showing up, you know, in that space, in that light, in that circumstance of from the heart of certainty. You know, like you like you know you know no matter what, you step into a room you gonna smile. That's certain. We're gonna see you smile. You know, we know it's the fun. He might sing in Spanish. Yeah. You know, that's like part of your heart. Because without your heart feeling a certain way, you're not gonna smile. Part of your, you know, being like you're saying. Because without both. You know, your heart in the right place, 
you know, that soul isn't going to be heard in your voice unless that heart's really there. And for your brother, what would you share when you come into a room? I'm my peace, bro, for sleep. Mm hmm. I've been learning from I've been learning from the master of peace my father <laughs> no one will ever know just how much that man knows about peace because you haven't lived in his house and it is not a peaceful house but the man <laughs> <laughs> I have and the man finds peace no matter what that is his main goal in life to be peace and he just is like that's his being i wonder if he's a manifester since the manifester archetype their true nature is to be peace right mm -hmm. and so maybe i come from him we'll see. we'll see uh he teaches a lot about peace so simply maybe because like he's lived enough life to know that nothing else matters like what you bring to life is everything again going back to what we we're saying bringing peace to a situation everybody wants to be around the person that's peaceful mm -hmm. everyone wants a little bit of what they've got because they've got a full cup of something that they glimpse at or they get to sometimes but not when they need it mm. not when there's an argument not when there's tension reminded today because uh, I was leaving the house and I had my mother bitching at me <laughs> bless her <laughs> um, you know I've been in their house for two years now learning from them they're our greatest our first teachers mm -hmm. our greatest teachers and luckily I've been learning from both of them amazing lessons and I'm so grateful to them um, a million times over love them to death obviously and dude my mom bitching at me and I'm like where's my dad's peace man because I snapped at her at the very end, not hard because I've been getting so much better, basically because I drink medicine. Mm -hmm. That has been, that, is, <laughs> that has been the- You might have to specify like, for the listeners like, what type Mom. of medicine you speak of. Yeah. It's not Pepto, it's not Robitussin. It's like, that Kool-Aid, that Kool-Aid used to get me. Uh, no, just Advil, man, medicine, no. <laughs> um, the Aya medicine yeah. has been transformational in my relationship with my parents. One of the things that I'm here to do in this world is help people have better relationships with their family and with their parents specifically because the parents are the first teachers of the child. We pick our parents before we come in. This is a, we're in a joint contract, soul contract. We're like, Hey, yeah, I'm going to go align my karmic predicament with theirs, work on things that they're both working on. I'm going to be the extension of that. And they're going to teach me exactly about myself mm -hmm. because everything that we don't like in others is the reflection of what we don't like in ourselves, something nice. about us. And so why do we not like the behavior that our, my dad does or my mom does? In my case, neither of them are perfect, just like everyone's case. They're just showing me parts of myself that I still haven't worked through. And I gotta work through them. We're here to work, as far as, you know, you, you caught yourself from saying like, it's not what we're here for necessarily to just be, have our heart and share it in that manner. Because what I really think that this game is about is us evolving, learning the lessons about ourselves and letting go of the different 
aspects of our character that are not God, right. that are not our highest self, everything that is fear-related, right. self-doubt, for instance. My mom wanted me to become an accountant mm-hmm. and take over her business. One second here. Couldn't you just do what your mama wanted you to do? <laughs> right. She was trying to fill out her karmic plan, right. damn it. And the truth is, she's a great painter, dude. She's a beautiful painter. She's a beautiful artist. Um, it comes out in all sorts of ways. But she she crutched onto accounting because it was a one of those material things that really worked in this life in order to create financial financial freedom or financial independence, security, and all that stuff. Yeah. So she would tell me, she was like, yo, Stefan, like, you know, I'm sure this is a story that I'll be repeating probably with more details um, mm-hmm. in a few years. But she's like, hey, you know, this, you make great money doing this. You can do it, blah, blah, blah. And at the end of the day, it's not what I'm here to do. Right. And there are dreams that our parents haven't lived out and we take them on to. Yeah. We have our own dreams, but there, some of that comes from them too. Mm-hmm. Their unlived dreams. And it's not just their projections. It's something that in their soul was calling out at them to be in the flow of their spirit the way their spirit wanted to flow mm. and life isn't set up so that we all live that way right. unfortunately we're born into situations where we have to contend with someone who's sick or the responsibilities at home and the obligations so that you can uh, be a be a human that is born into a predicament or a situation or living in a, a country where there's war or where there's lack of security so all sorts of factors fit into whether or not you rise to the potential that you came here to fulfill mm-hmm. and ultimately no matter what we pick it's perfect anyways it's all setting up the stage for the perfect game that we're never end, never endingly playing for sure. so so to speak right yeah, the, yeah. the game is the, the game is funny man that's for sure and i resonate so much with what you said around you know us we pick our parents like for for those of you listening you know for many of you that may be like such a crazy concept like what do you mean we pick, i picked my parents like people pick their parents but from the you know the place that we're coming from in this conversation it's literally like stefan said this soul contract that we came out here to fulfill in, in this part of living. And if you can't tell, I believe that, you know, as spirit, we live many a lives, right? I don't feel like this is my first time here. I don't think this is my last time here. <laughs> I'm sure all of us have met before, right? This is not our first time. Definitely not the first time here. But like, I really resonate with what you said, especially with your relationship with your mom, because that's what I learned from my mom. Like, man, for as much patience and peace as y'all may see from me nowadays, Man, like the last couple of years when my mom was alive and I was so like just upset with how she was living her life. And that's what I was consciously thinking and then subconsciously at the same time how upset I was of where my life was based yes. off of these unrealistic expectations that really weren't even mine, right? More so the conditioning of what I thought a, a 22-year-old Georgetown graduate should be, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it was so interesting to see like how much I would snap at my mom right and how much like she would snap back at me and I think all of those probably hundreds of arguments that we've had led me and the way that she died and where our relationship was at the time Mm -hmm. led me to now be here where I can hold 
so much space one for myself because let me know if any of y'all resonate with this but I would never let someone talk to me the way I talk to myself sometimes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, that'd be a fight. Right. Right? And, um... Inner critic. Right. Biggest inner critic. And that used to show up in my life a lot. And that would actually even show up in how I perceived other people. And I think there's this big lie, this big misconception, and, you know, basically what you were talking about, Luigi, of, like, that we're incapable, or that we're small, and we, it's not for us to dream big and to play big and what I've realized and this is a very a very core tenet of you can't too it's me wanting to completely disrupt this idea of people overestimating everybody else and underestimating themselves right like I want people to see themselves in the highest light at all times because it's possible like you being able to think it about yourself shows you that is true right and then when i think about you can too you know i think one of the ineffective things people out there do is that they see someone doing something great and they immediately start hating on that person trying to shit on that person oh that person had this money or Mm -hmm. this person had this growing up or they'd have to deal with this deal with that just hating on that person and i've been there many times in my life but i've come to realize is instead if you see that person out there killing it having the big business or at least going after making businesses, going after relationships they want, living the life they want, traveling to the places they want, making the money they want. Use that person as inspiration and know that it's true, that it's possible. If she he or she can do it, you can too. So for everyone listening, I want to invite you to check in with yourself right now and see what are you telling yourself? What are you telling yourself you're not good enough for, you're not worthy of, you're not capable of? And just really look at it objectively from a bird's eye view and see, is any of that stuff true? And see what comes up for you. If Love I may. Yeah. You may. Just, uh, you may. Absolutely. You may. Listening. Just from the lens of listening. So taking away anything else that just interrupts that. There's a moment... Stefan, you might mention the argument with your moms. I'll be in it. Any other son, daughter out there, they, I mean, if you don't get into an argument at some point, it's not a healthy relationship with your family. And some people, man, again, we have entire lifetimes within the context of that bird's eye view, you know? Twenty um, some years easily. You have somebody by your side. You got beautiful photos and everything. <laughs> like you tell me, she ain't like proud. Of like, well, my son just made it. Like for you sure. tell me, there ain't like that smile. Like oh, for sure. And if you, you know, again as the listener, maybe that person realizing like, yo, I gotta appreciate all of it with my moms Mm -hmm. because you know just like you can somebody also hasn't or can Mm -hmm. so I look at like this 
And Stefan, you and I obviously in this context we're super blessed. Like super, you know, completely. In and that we still get to have those arguments. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because it was like natural. Mm-hmm. I guess. But now again you're saying we chose them, right? Like we chose these parents. Okay, so like what did you notice about in their life? What are the messages that she was trying to lay out for you in one way or another? Mm-hmm. Because obviously in for you, for you it's like what do you mean, 22-year-old George Sound, like, graduate? how am I not going to be excited? Mm. But they know you. You know, the, the, we, we grew within them, you know, for a certain period. When it's not mine, it's like, they, they know all these different things about you. You know, there's, there's no, there's no, there's not a reason that that relationship, that memory will grow, will fulfill itself, right? Like two points and everything in between, just like that up there, of, of the love that they have for us, of the love that we get to have for them. Mm-hmm. You said about the teachers, like they're your first teachers, but like the last ones will like actually notice sometimes. Mm-hmm. Oh, why is she telling me that? Like, why? Why do they keep? Don't they understand? Like, I'm gonna follow my dream. You know, type of thing. This is, or whatever the conversations about, the, the arguments about. Like, oh, hey, son, you know what? <laughs> Sorry to tell you, but you left your bathroom door open again. It kind of smells a little, yeah. you know. So why don't you? Whatever, man. I mean, anything else? You don't call me often. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you go back to church. You know, so as a listener, it's a moment to, it's a dear mom, mm-hmm. you know, it's that kind of moment. And then, of course, I mean, audience, you know that somebody like Alvi, you know, like with that message of you can too, I mean, bro, it's not like there's only 10 of us in this world. can't just listen to 10 stories right. in our whole lifetime. That's what gives us curiosity. If I was out hunting, I was out in the, and I had my own like little tribe, and then I noticed that this other tribe over here was like hunting something better, or whatever situation, I was like, oh man, I was getting fish. Like they got uh, a saber tooth. Right. <laughs> they got a mammoth. They got, but we learn, man. We learn. So as a listener, we learn learn about how these men right here love their mothers and their lives enough to it's like unceasing mm-hmm. in your own respect that's what that's that was my kind of download moment yeah. <laughs> my uh, it's not even like a download it's just like a Simple reflection. Reflection, yeah. Absolutely. No, it's true, man. I really think there's no other relationship like a son and a mother. And maybe I'm biased in saying that because that's all I knew, but 
man, so many learning lessons. Like that's just that level of love that a mother has. It's just like, to me, there's really no words for it. And you're right. You know, we do get to love and appreciate the people as they're here right now. And understanding that, hey, sometimes arguments, depending on who it's with, especially a loved one, though, is typically coming from a place of love. Mm. Right? Very mm. rarely is it not coming. Sometimes that love is so intense, but. it might come out violently and effectively. I mean, you look at a look at a mama bear protecting its its cub. That thing will rip your head off. Why are you going down there? Right. I've been telling you, bah. Yeah. Like, like, ah. That's it. Always. Man. So I think it's great that we. Um, no, it's just expressed differently, you know. Yeah, it's like yeah, in 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 the in the lion world, for example, right? Lions like you know, you literally mm-hmm. full jaw bite, like grab the cup, you know, and bring it back. Yeah. That's that's a way. But we we have a whole apparatus now. We can put it around our chest, you know. We like yeah. throw both hands around it, mm-hmm. you know. We keep the babies like real world time. I mean, you ever seen like a mom like pick up you know their stuff like the teeth and like put them. <laughs> yeah, like you you know, nah, not yet. Not even that marsupial, you know. But like, <laughs> they got them weak jaws now, the weak teeth. Can't do that. <laughs> Evolution. Yeah, but you know, we communicate, right? Mm-hmm. These things, man, it's just communicated differently. It's just, you know, again, if you're talking about um, somebody like your father, that in every moment, is just able to find some of that pieces because he. And instead, man, he enjoyed listening to you and your mom earlier today because he wants to see how quick you are, you know, like how creative he is. <laughs> <laughs> you, tell, you, tell you tell her, you know what I mean? Like, uh, that, that shit don't make sense to me either, but anyway. He ain't gonna think, because he's, you know, depending on how old we are, you know, it's like they put in 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years with the, you know, I love that man. With that beautiful mother. Would you? Why is why is the mother thing coming up for you right now? The mother thing. Yeah, because you went to the womb in well, just what we were talking about whole, before. He mentioned the whole aspect of um, like we we got there from certainty. Certainty, yeah, man. Certainty, because again, like man, if um, whether you're saying okay, like if you're choosing your parents, and it's because again you're learning the lessons, right? And you're looking at these lessons like. Um, something about that situation reminds me of like Hawaii. People talk about their roots, like going back to your roots. Like what's what's that, you know, ancestral part of me? You know, it's kind of like like um, understanding, right? That these are just you know parts of us, right? Again, and you can grow up differently, man. Like you know, I got cousins that a few years ago, you know, mom was gone, mm-hmm. like. And, and and the thing about it, without even you know um, being like um, numb to what some real situations are like, where some people like are hoarded completely, or obviously, and then obviously of course like you know you just you're orphaned, mm-hmm. you have you don't have that in your life, that that perspective, that way of building this, you know, I mean clearly. Clearly, for both of us, for all three of us, right? It's like, it's because of that. Again, it's a love. But because of that school of love in your life and your world, you can now go about and do this. 
you can have the uh, courage, you know, to do something like, for example, plant medicine. And some people will be like, nah, bro. <laughs> right. Like, I'll take, I'll take my, uh, what was it, Quaaludes 20 years ago? Yeah. Just because just that's like some right. funny concept. <laughs> just, you know, that's like a... And... Well, one, one, one thing that came up when, you, when, when you were saying that yeah, was no one wants to see you succeed usually because we can't speak for um, all humans or all moms out there but every mom wants to see their child their children their succeed to right. the they highest have, levels and they have the yeah. certainty that their child will Un- also until their ego shit comes up and they're like well don't I mean don't get too successful and then forget about me and like uh-huh. or don't go and do this or don't marry that girl mm-hmm. like you know the ego things start coming up and they might actually like end up sabotaging and usually out of protecting like you said the, the intention is always love um, but that comes up as far as certainty I'm certain that no one wants to see me at my greatest or our greatest than our mothers would and to your point also about when you were when you were having those now in reflection the arguments that you had in the past with your mom and how you were snapping and how that was a projection of things that were in your life or that belonged to you and those family relationships are the number one triggers because there's so much embedded memory there. There's so much already a lack of patience. We see exactly who we can really be at our worst when we're fighting with our family. <laughs> Seriously, where, oh, the person that loves me the most and that I love the most. Yeah, I'm going to flip the script here and I'm. this is the way I'm going to act. I'm going to tell you the worst things oh, right. or I'm going to be the worst <laughs> thing right now. I know this one's really going to hit you. <laughs> I'm running away. No. <laughs> I feel like I ran away was, once for about. One. Yeah, I, I, bro. I remember I ran away once. It had it been like 45 minutes. I was over it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, I was like six. I just bounced out. I was like, yo, my. I was like, yo, this is crazy out here. It's, like, it's crazy where's, out here. Where's my juice box? I'm out of juice. Uh-huh. Like, what do I do? Yo, man, in Peru, we got to keep out once, right? Pack my luggage. My mom wasn't there. This is with my brother. But again, just to stay in the family context, right? Packed up my luggage. Like, I'm out of you. Uh-huh. You don't want me to be your little brother no more. I'm out. <laughs> like, uh-huh. grab my shit. Walked over to the door. It was like, just the, you know, cra- crazy, not like the, the damnest thing. Mm-hmm. You know, as they say for kids, you know, when they get into trouble, like, oh man, just kids is like, just get in trouble, you know? Um, that's just terrible, man. That is. I mean, did you leave the house? You run away? Nah, I got to the door, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so like, between having my both my grandparents there, uh-huh. so my parents used to always send us to to Peru, to Arequipa, mm-hmm. specifically. Um, uh, that's where I had like most of like my cousins, mm-hmm. you know, that kids like play with us, you know. Um, those grandparents, man, like they, they again, they're. They provide a different kind of love and a different kind of context of your teachers. The ones that like reveal, again, if you're going through family, you want to understand like the answers, right? You hear from them, you hear the stories from them. And man, like, I don't, I don't know about y'all, all of mine are, you know, well, let me say this, they're, yeah, they're always around, you no, know, for always sure. like, you know, mm-hmm. but again this in this physical reality in this in this realm um some years ago like 
like an order, bro. Like no one outlasted anybody else off from the four. It's like grandpa, uh, no, grandpa on dad's side first, early, mm -hmm. where I still had the other support. And then the other three, it was like grandpa on mom's side, grandma on dad's side, grandma on mom's side, basically, mm -hmm. give or take, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but anyway, man, again, part of our stories, part of love, part of the certainty, um, the heart, and the transformation that happens mm. when all of these things yeah. come into our life. Mm. Beautiful works of art that yeah. we put together. I can't wait to read it. Yo, man. If I don't get a copy, bro, at this point, I got you. Like, and it's not, you know, what I'm saying, no, I'm not I talking about like, you. don't just like initial me. You know nah, what I'm come on, like, man. I'll give you the write. whole. I'll give you the yeah. whole paragraph. Bro. Do you have the silver sharpie? What's that? The silver sharpie. You know what? I have a, a black one. But if anyone from Sharpie is hearing this, you want to sponsor the podcast? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, send yeah. Me some. Sharpie, send the sharpie. Yeah, send, send, send me some sharpie for and, a, and a check. <laughs> and a check. We gonna get we gonna get sharpie stock up right here. But no, it's a great point, man. And um, it was funny. As you were talking about the grandparents, I'm, it came up for me. But um, yeah, like my grandparents were the shit. I knew three out of four. I never knew my dad's um, my dad's dad. Right, right. But it's like so interesting to see like you want to talk about someone who's always in your corner just cheering. Like right. uh, grandparents. Right. Bro, my grandfather was like my dad growing up. Word. Like this dude was so tanned, a white man, uh -huh. but he was so tanned. You can tell the difference. You were young. You're like, yeah, yeah, he's, he's bro. People thought he was my dad. He looked young and he looked dark. Like, he was as dark as me, but he was like a red tint. Uh huh. Right? Yeah, yeah, Yo. yeah. But he was just man. Every sports game, like all my love for sports, all my love for the sun, being Damn. outside, all comes from him. Damn. And then think about my grandma. Like my grandma was on my uh, my grandma on my dad's side who passed away about probably three years ago now, three, four years ago, she was like the definition of like a matriarch. She ran that side of my family. Like, man, every year there was always like everyone getting together for Christmas or people taking trips together, doing this, doing that. You'd always know what most people were up to right. because like, you know, Nana would always be putting stuff together, be talking, everyone loved her. And then it was crazy to see like I after, love yeah, so Joe, cool. she's the best. She's so, so funny. Cool. He's the, she's the reason I'm I'm convinced. So I have my dog Bentley. Right, right, right. She's the reason why Bentley knows. Get out the kitchen. <laughs> I say get out the kitchen. Here he's out so fast. He knows exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. And I know that came from Nana as she yeah. was cooking up some fried Yo, chicken, man. collard greens, you know all up in the way. Like back in the day, right there was this. Uh, <laughs> There's this movie. There's this book. Right. It was like the whole Mockingjay thing. Remember that? Uh, mm -hmm. What was it? To kill, to kill Hunger Games. Hunger Games. Hunger Games. Games, right? Hunger Games. Shout out to the author, and then also shout out to Wendy. Um, I don't know if you guys have met her yet. She's in. Um, she's also in the Miami Make Group, but she has a book called Inner Critic. Okay. okay. Right. Um, so that's that's one of the in my adult years, you know, just one of those things where I guess like really kind of hit home for me that I didn't really understand. It's now you think you're the only one that does it type of thing mm -hmm. but like you really believe that you're like your worst like the worst or <laughs> right, like the dude. worst one of like anybody else anybody else that you ever met that you want to like you know whatever but um 
Yeah, man, in that, in that movie, right, there was always, at least in, in the game, in the structure of that game, somebody could send them a little shipment of a thing. Yeah. Right? Right, yeah. Like, oh, this is useful. Thank you, you know, so uh -huh. much. And, yo, man, who's to say that, like, both Grand Fran and Nana, yeah. I heard, you know, part of the was like, okay, cool, boom, here you go. Where's yeah, here's Bentley. Bentley. where you at? Yeah, I went down. Is it the bed? Yeah, Bentley, like, Bentley oh, in the other room chilling. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Grandma, yeah, I think Grandma definitely brought him in. And that's what's also interesting, too, to think of every single moment um, in my life. And now I'm starting to get to the point where I don't really characterize it or really anything as, like, good or bad. But it's mm -hmm. understanding, like, man, all that stuff that ever happened to me got me to where I'm at right now, mm -hmm. which is incredible to think about. When you think about the butterfly effect and different things, like, man, one little decision here or there mm -hmm. yes. could have, like, completely shift in my life and I'm fortunate that everything that happened got me here to this point now and led to this conversation these friendships like it's incredible to think about every moment that has ever transpired in the universe has gotten you to this moment right every star colliding every planet collapsing every kiss that was had everything has all gotten us gotten us right here Every war, everyone that's died. This is that last moment. This is, I'm reading, I read a book basically every day called The Greatest Secret in the World mm -hmm. by Og Mandino, mm -hmm. who is one, he's the G of sales book uh, authors. Mm -hmm. I've heard his name, but I've read his stuff. Yeah, and it's basically the one book is The Greatest Salesman in the World, and there's a bunch of derivatives. I'm reading the one that's called The Greatest Secret. And I'm on a scroll because it's 10 scrolls and each of them are kind of commandments for you becoming the best version of yourself and excelling in sales. But really, it's all personal development. Mm -hmm. And I'm on scroll four or five and it says that, uh, you know, I will live this day as if it were my last. And one of the lines in there, which I highlighted was, if I waste today, I waste the last page in the book mm. or in my book, mm. uh, the last page of life in my book. And... Every time I read that, it reminds me, I'm like, this is the last page that has been written in this book or as I'm writing it, because maybe the whole book is written, right, from, mm. from a different perspective. <laughs> but at least today, every time that I'm wasting it where I like spent, I spent an hour, bro, I spent an hour on Instagram last Saturday. And I think to myself, I'm like, yo, this was the last page of my life that I ever wrote. And I spent an hour on Instagram. <laughs> that's my. That's the last page of my life. Nah, and fam. Be, and before bed, he gently laid his phone to rest <laughs> as he had spent the last hour. Double in, tapping. And then in double tapping. And then bam. And then it was like then blank because like yeah. book like author already yeah. knew it. Like oh, we're stopping it right here. Yeah. Like all of a sudden, then mid sleep, mm. boom. You know, some got him. So. Did you say like, all right, cool, yeah, man? But you know, but that, all, it, that's the whole point. Yeah, you yeah. were getting to that. We're in that last page right now. We're this is the last character that we're drawing in the page until we make it to the next moment. Yeah. So what are we doing today? Today we are collectively in the moment. Now we express you know different parts of our lives mm -hmm. different parts of the story mm -hmm. different parts of the context of how this you know one way or another can be absorbed reflected upon with someone else right. the listener the audience the, 
other you're you're also here, you know, with us. Um, but it's uh, it was beautiful. Mm. It was beautiful to just uh, again from the standpoint of the listening, everything. It um, I think you you said some you said the audience feels that, mm-hmm. right? Something like that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Absolutely. So, thank you. Well, I noticed noticed that with the podcast in the back of my mind, because I don't record a lot of them, I'm thinking about myself as a listener when I podcast, when I listen to a podcast, and want to make sure that, you know, this is my chance, this is our chance always to impart something that's gold to the, the person that's traveling, because it's not. It's not just supposed to be infotainment or edutainment, right? It's some sort of tainment for sure, but it's always trying to, you know, whatever we're here for, we're imparting that in that moment, just like what I was bringing up earlier about whatever we're being is what we're giving. So I do feel that. I do feel that how how funny it is that something, something slightly shifts so that we're more oriented toward that when we're, when the mic is on, for instance. Right. For sure, for sure. So I love that you create this space for that. Oh, no, I appreciate that. And man, I think that we need more people doing this. I feel like both of y'all should have podcasts. You can too, fam. You can too. You You learn anything from us tonight, folks. (laughs) Shameless plug right here. You can too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, man, we all have, like, in a world right now that I perceive that's trying to tell us that we're so different, that like, I perceive as pulling us apart for different reasons. It couldn't be more true how much all of us have in common. There's so much more that all of us have in common that we have different. Right, exactly. I'm built (laughs) different. I'm self-made. I did this myself. I was like, all right, maybe. But like, you're built different, and there's a hundred million people that are built differently in the same way you are. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Which is great. So I mean, the, the, cosmic, you know. the cosmic joke is that there's only one person in the room. Right. No. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But, I think it is, it is hilarious. But yeah, it's like, yo, we all know what it feels like to be at our version of rock bottom. My worst thing that ever happened to me is my thing. Your worst thing that ever happened to you that you perceived was your thing. And then, mm-hmm. Stefan, your worst thing was your thing. But we all share in what that felt like. We know that yeah, feeling. Right. And I believe everyone in the world knows that feeling. And on the other side, I know people know what it feels like to be fucking just so joyous. Or to be so curious. Or to be so any emotion. All these different emotions that we have. And we all share in that. And I think when we remember those types of things... That's what allows, at least for me personally, to be like, yo, let me be my best self and constantly working on that. Because when I better myself, I better the world. I think when I help any of my clients and they go out and they start bettering themselves, that betters the world. So if all of us just went out there and decided to be like, hey, I'm going to take 100% responsibility for my own life. That's a whole, that's going to be a podcast series. (laughs) see you next week right and then um, you know by doing that we make the world a better place and I just think it's important like a better place we make it the place bro the place I'm trying to be here to make it the place 
not a better place, right? Well, is I mean, it yes. already the place? I mean, it's already is it, it's already is it, the place. Perspective is so funny. It's like it is the place and not the place. All the time. I don't know. A lot of times in my life, I felt like I didn't want to live or like yeah. and be here in this right. place. Yeah, I feel that. I think that's yeah. something that a lot of people have felt and experienced, and I think it's more like some people they didn't tell about it. <laughs> exactly. I mean, for sure. That mental health, man, is something yeah. serious. Well, it's also have you really have you really lived if you haven't questioned it to that degree? Oh, that's an interesting perspective. Yeah. That's deep. Yeah, I mean it's our it's our souls that are in here. If you're going through life so autopilot that you got to the end you didn't really think about like what am I what was I really doing here? Was I just here for all this? And maybe it was so great. But the soul is here for more. The soul yeah. is here to wake up. So almost everybody, things are happening in their lives so that it can shake the soul. It's like, like shake the soul. So it's just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, wait, it kind of like opens the eye a little bit. Starts looking around. Yeah, yeah. Where the fuck am I? This looks not, oh, this is kind of shitty. Wait, what? And then, then you start having the, and that's all on the subconscious level. So then you start having the thoughts of like, what's going on? Yeah. What's up with the world? Or what's yeah. up with this place? Or what am I doing here? Do I even want to be here? This place kind of sucks. Yeah. Is this is this what I wanted? She was gonna be. She was perfect, and now she's not. Is that we're gonna get married? Oh, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's fascinating. It's fascinating. Think about. Folks, he is not getting it about for the record that just because he was about to marry you know somebody and then she have to be perfect that his world was ending. I mean, just, Hopefully you're not manifesting. Bro, you, bro, I mean, bro, you don't know how romantic right. I am, though. Subjective to different levels. There's a perspective of the whole thing, man. You're absolutely right, bro. Yeah. I mean, it's funny, man. When we think about transformation, you know, it has so many faces. It's so, it has so many skills. It has so many attributes. And to me, I feel like it's constantly unfolding. Like, I got that idea from... Uh, Dr. Michael Bernard Beckwith and love this guy love and, him. And, he, and I remember him saying this whole idea of like you know our lives are constantly unfolding yes. our growth our transformation is constantly unfolding yes. and up until that point I never had a way to name it but that was it because I remember early on let me know if y'all ever had this experience or anyone mm-hmm. listening mm-hmm. I remember I was probably like you know, four years into my personal development journey, you know, the books, the podcasts, the seminars, the ayahuasca ceremonies, the plant ceremonies, the inner work, the integration, the, all of it. Four years. And I remember thinking, hey, yo, when the fuck am I going to make it? Mm, right. What am I going to be there? Yeah. Like, in my mind, I was like, yo, I should be enlightened by now. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. How many more hours of podcasts oh, yes. and books? You're right. I really thought, and then eventually I got to look at myself and just laugh and be like, what? Because the more I learn, one, the more I realize I don't know. And then two, the more I learn, now there's a whole new level of understanding, awareness. And now I get to make a whole new set of choices on things. And then when I make those choices, right, all this learning happens. I implement it. I do it. Right, I'm a more grown, evolved person. I'm like, oh shit, this is amazing. Big right now. Right, I'm like yeah. wait for anything, just like yeah, you know, yeah. Well, there's learning at every learning level at every for level. that level. Right, and people be stuck at levels lifetimes. We've been stuck at levels lifetimes. Yeah. 
so yeah so we get that new knowledge we level up and it's like oh well there's new information for you now right and I don't know what y'all think about leveling up but I don't think it's ever been easier in the sense that like there's so many ways to do it there's so many places to start there's so many resources so many people like best time alive no best time to be alive I love it what a time I mean it's uh Questionable. What's that? Well, that was a word that we just used, right? Uh-huh. As well. But imagine, so you got up yesterday and you're like, oh, life just fucking makes sense to me now. Mm-hmm. You know? And then you have a moment today where it's like, what the fuck was this? <laughs> like, why the fuck is this at? Why is that person, what did I not give out? Like, the right bro vibes? You know, that then they then shouted at me like we were just playing basketball, you know, like I don't know why I got so aggressive, you know. Like, right. Right, exactly that. You know? Um and you see it first person. Whether there's levels, whether you wanna interpret this as just being like, bro man, we just have our moments. Of course. You know? Just have our moments and take it for what it for what it for what it's worth, right? For what it is. Yeah. Um yeah, that, that becomes a question, you know, every single day. Right. Right. And again, not because I'm trying to pile up some points in my yesterdays, right? Because there's no final score to this. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's the thing. Like, nobody marks in your... Mm. <laughs> yeah. This is his final player score. 23,000, right. you know, mm. credits and like... <laughs> yeah, it's so um, fascinating. Again, but um, that's where that's where it becomes not just the game per se, but just like whatever the outcome. Alan Watts is all about this too, you know? mm. but it's it just becomes this you know collective, right? Yeah, I don't want to use experience, but it it like rides the same kind of wave as experience. Mm. It's a word that's that's there. That'll come. It'll come to you in the perfect time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, life's a trip, man. Life's a trip. And I'm just doing my best to enjoy the journey along the way, mm. right? Understanding every part of it is part of the evolution. It is part of the transformation. It's all part of the game. And, you know, perspective's a funny thing. Kind of what you were saying, Luigi. It's like one second or one moment, everything would be like, oh, I got it. This is it. I understand the world. And then the next moment, it's like, oh, how'd that happen? <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, I thought, I thought I knew what the game was. Right, right. But then, I guess I don't. Right? So it's that. I feel like that's the polarity, though. Right? Mm-hmm. It's like it's like this all-knowingness and knowing, knowing nothing at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's a great place to be. And again, yeah, man, because, fuck, can you imagine? Like, you guys ever, like, climb, like, a uh, peak of a mountain, say? A little example? mountain. A little mountain. Oh, yeah, okay. I've been at the top of a the little mountain. The point is, right, like, then you got to go down. Right. Right? Like, if you're, you're not going to stay up there, mm-hmm. you know, in that whole, it's, it's, um, but does that, 
then you can further say it's not your last mountain that you're ever going to try to you know climb for some people again just to full circle this shout out love to our moms Mm -hmm. but <laughs> Two times. You know? He felt away with it. Like, he fuck yeah, the mom. Shout out to him. Shout out. Mom, Shout out. Lots of moms. Like, you know, um, they know perfectly well. Like, again, the moment that, that that birth is being given, right? That, like, all that that went into that. The cosmos are opening up yeah, inside yeah, of Rikuchi. Sure. Yeah, 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 you walk pretty much. You were so. He forgot he's a he's a, he's a poet. Yeah, right. That's He's a romantic oh, poet. Romantic <laughs> cosmic Rikuchi. I threw it out. Um, you know you. <laughs> <laughs> throw that out. Um, there we can. Yeah. You. Yeah, man. Like. Then that life grows up, man. You know, and that life goes to school. You know, and that life plays with the friends and gets in trouble. You know, and then that life maybe graduates. Luigi, you want kids? Kids? Yes. Kids are a miracle. Okay. The yes. question of want when it comes to miracles is <laughs> not in there. You, you open to miracles? <laughs> you got real serious. Are we here? Come on, I now. mean, yeah, bro. Now nah, we, we we this is this is a living miracle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sense. We just again, you know, if uh, this podcast was being like uh, recorded, pick a random location where instead of planes, one other we hear like you know you hear at it. <laughs> it can be anything, bro. Yeah, you know, thunder, bombs, you know, uh, snow. Like whatever that you at the moment don't feel comfortable with, everybody has that. Everybody has that moment. It's like, oh man, I really don't want to deal with this right now, you know. But again, it's in the reaction to that. It's in the way that you appreciate it, you know. It's in the way that you give life to that like experience. What did that experience like end up meaning to you, you know? This life brought on you life, yeah. you know, type of thing, and that's why. Our blessing is there. That's why the love for the moms are there. That's why, you know, we have the, this ability, you know, to question how we perceive this life. Not like, what more can you ask for? But like, you know, be grateful that as long as your story is told, your story is being known. And if you see it or you're able to read it as a story, then you're alive. Because outside of just you, no one's really gonna actually, actually like, you know, again, Tombstone, and then here's a full on book of every single yeah. day and every single moment, you know, of like what happened in your life. Mm. So, wait till, wait till we see my journals. Yeah, wait till the journals come out. <laughs> the journals gonna be crazy. <laughs> And I know we didn't we didn't hit on it too deep, but I know you want to at least speak into it. The human design before we dive out, or do we save that for the part two? Let's save it for part two. Ooh, a little anticipation, a little anticipation. This is an audience learning about just you know three three humans telling like a different story. You don't have to hear everything else like you know about them as far as like 
you know, oh, what you just invest in? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Was, was that new product coming out? No, 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 just, you know, just like telling like that story. Yeah. You know, connect that and then yeah, there's there, there's there's insights insights that pull through always mm-hmm. when great minds get together. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. And I love doing it in this way where it's three of us mm-hmm. where we all get to speak into things, bounce mm-hmm. off each other, four. ask each other questions. Four, we include Bentley. We heard his collar a few <laughs> times. He was mentioned a few shot. times. Yeah, he's about to get yelled at because he's looking his paw. Yeah, you licking your puzzles. You licking. He knows he ain't supposed to do that. So Bentley just came by and said, what up? But fellas, so cute. I appreciate y'all being here. I appreciate y'all opening up this space. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Let me have both of y'all please let the listeners know where they can find you at either online, in whether in person, where my address <laughs> is I'll Northwest. Be. Yeah. Wherever I'll be. Let the people know. We can start with you, Stefan. Leon. Um, I use my website, stefanleon.com. Cool. That's Stefan with an F, S T E F A N L E O N dot com. And you can find everything about me there. Boom. And I'll make sure I link to that in the notes for my dog. And then Luigi, where, where you be walking your dog? Where can people find you in the streets? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, man, again, you know, I have no idea how quickly. You know, this is, uh, there's an active audience right now. But like mm-hmm. say, if you're in Miami, you know, I'll be at the farmer's market in a few. Yeah. You know, that's, you know. If, Which if one? You, we got a lot of farmer's markets. Oh, there's one in the Grove. One in the Grove. One in the Grove. One in the Grove. Coconut Grove right. farmer's, farmers Market. Hit that up. Be around there. I mean, uh, other than that, if this is something that, you know, it's it's next week. It's a week from now. Yeah. And then a person got got it. Yeah. You know, and it came to, came like to the podcast. Yeah. Okay, let's just say that it happened like that. Then, um, well, you know, the... You know the farmer's markets there. They were all to your farmer's so market I'll the next week. Whenever you're listening to this, good <laughs> chance. <laughs> if you go to a farmer's market, you might find Luigi. Yeah. And if you're just trying to look into, like, um, quote-unquote, my... Uh, somebody used a very, very beautiful word the other night. Um, it says medicine, right? Like, mm. your medicine. It's mm-hmm. kind of cool. Um, but uh, field theory. Uh, www. You have to use a W. It's got a website right there. Okay. Shout out to the World Wide Web. <laughs> yeah, f e a l theory. com, and that's that's you know part of the the philosophy and the practice and everything that's you know part of my gratitude to being here in this world and mm. doing this whole thing and you know being receptive this way. I love that. Yeah, I love that. So I'll make sure that I link that into yeah, the notes as well into the description. I appreciate everyone that tuned in and went on this nice ride of transformation, growth, mothers, and all types of other metaphysical greatness. So I appreciate y'all and continue to level up. You can too.